Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. Welcome back to our podcast. Yes. So Doug, what should we talk about today? Uh, We're still going to discuss communication. Uh, This is where we feel like the Lord is leading us. And so this is what we're going to talk about for this podcast and maybe a couple of more. more podcasts. Okay. That's... That sounds like a good idea, babe, uh, because we can cover so much as it relates to communication. And I don't think there's any way that we could cover it all in one podcast. Mm -hmm. So I think um, this will be a good thing to continue discussing uh, communication uh, because there's so much that communication encompasses. Um, How do you want to start this conversation off? Well, I want to start out by... One of the things we normally do is housekeeping. And I think the first episode or maybe one of the first episodes, I said I didn't want to give my opinion on things. And if I gave my opinion, I'm going to clearly state it's my opinion. Okay. <laughs> and um, one of the things I said was, um, how can two two shall become one scripture? And I think I said that was in Genesis, but that's actually in Mark 10, 7, and 8. Okay. Two becoming one. So I just wanted to make that clear that that is Bible. That's not just Doug talking. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you for clearing that up for all of us. I got all choked up with that one. Mm. But um, you want to recap on the things we've already discussed, and then we'll go from there. So one of the things we already talked about um, was as far as communication barriers, uh, you the only child. Are you the youngest child, the oldest child? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you talk about finances. Um, are there any topics that are off limits? <clears throat> no, that, and absolutely not. There shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. But you'd be surprised how many people, how many couples, um, they don't discuss certain topics, whatever those topics may be. Mm-hmm. That they're just like off limits. Like don't talk about X, Y, or Z. And remember last week we was talking about there are some things people think they talk about everything, but there are some things that people don't think to talk about because there are unexpected things that come up in marriage. That's why good communication is so important because you may not have the opportunity to discuss everything possible that Mm -hmm. can happen in your marriage, Mm -hmm. but you need to have some clear guidelines on yep. how you're going to have conversations yeah. with one another and how each other needs to be communicated to. Yeah. I like to look at it or think of it from the perspective of parameters. Cause like you said, there are certain things that won't come up until you actually get married and been married for a year, five years, 10 years, et cetera, et cetera. But if you have the parameters in place, so when those uh, delicate subjects come up, then you already know how to address them and deal with them. And I know our son, he's 27 now. I think one of the best compliments he ever gave me as a husband or a father was he said he never heard us argue. He said, I never heard y'all argue. I'm like, if you only knew, brother. Yes. But But that was one of the best compliments he ever paid me as his dad. Um, or him being my son was, I never heard you guys argue. And I was like, yeah, we 
And honestly, we disagree. We had, um, as we like to call it, very passionate conversations, Mm -hmm. but we were very good about not allowing it to affect or infect our children. Yeah. We were very uh, clear. And that was one of the things that we did well in the beginning with our communication was, however we're going to communicate, we're not going to let the kids see those uh, passionate discussions, if you will. We were very intentional about having those conversations in the bedroom with the door closed or if they were at school or wherever they may be, you know, we would have, Whatever we need to talk about, finances, me acting stupid, whatever it may be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for picking on yourself and not picking on me. I appreciate me that. Acting stupid. Um, that. That's all in the book, the book that's forthcoming. But we, we always talked about things um, when the boys weren't around. And then when we came out, we were unified. That's, we had a unified front. It wasn't yes. your mom said this or your dad said this. It was, this is how we're going to address this. Yes. We yes. agreed X, Y, Z. You can't go. You can't do whatever it is. So, yes. yeah, we were always unified on that front. And and so this week, our discussion on communication is going to be talk the talk. Because as you were saying it, I was thinking, we always told our children that, you know, we're going to have a united front and they're not, we're not going to let them see us disagree. Mm-hmm. I know I said it out of my mouth. My facial expression and my body language <laughs> might have been a different way. And we're going to definitely revisit that type of communication next week because oh, yeah. sometimes um, you don't have to say a word, but you're still communicating in body language. So mm-hmm. I think this week we're probably going to stick with talk the talk. Talk the talk. And I, I think... Um... Last week, you talked about how we grew up, or the last podcast episode. You talked about how we grew up and how you chased me through high school and <laughs> all those other things. Please so, go back and hear the other podcast if y'all already did. You stalking me through the true. summer of 1984, 85. Oh, yes, I love you, too. I don't even know if that was a term back then, but you were stalking me. So mm-hmm. you talked about that. It's all, it's all out there. But I'm trying to give context of what I'm going to say next. Mm-hmm. So we grew up in New York City. We, both of us, you know, grew up in the projects. Uh, me in the South Bronx, you in East Harlem. <clears throat> so I'm trying to, and we grew up, we were the first, let me just say me. Let me talk about me. I was probably, I guess probably, I was part of the first hip hop generation. I know this is not a hip hop podcast, but I'm trying to give some context. So I, I was ingrained in hip hop, whole New York City hip hop. And then we got married, right? <clears throat> okay, so we get married, and we moved to Texas. Um, I was hip uh, hip hop b boy, as they used to call them back then. <laughs> and then you get saved, so you grow up one way, and you're thinking your whole mentality, you're thinking one way, and now here comes the God of the universe lives inside of you, and you're married. Now, I have to change my communication style because I'm married to be effective to you because my communication style and your communication style are two separate, distinct styles. Totally different. Totally different. So I have to change. And one of the things I hear people say, because I said it myself, I'm just going to talk about me, is that I am the way I am. This is just me. 
Oh, that used to drive me crazy. <laughs> I'm like, just you know, because that's just the way me. you are, that's not the way you have to be. Yeah. So I used to be like, this is just me. I'm, I am who I am. I'm not, not going to change. But if the God, if God of the universe, who has all power in his hand, he created the universe. And Ephesians 3 is 16 through 21 talks about this. I'm not going to read the entire scripture. You can read it um, in your leisure. But Ephesians 3, 16 through 21. If the God of the universe lives inside of you and his Holy Spirit dwells in you, then how can you say you cannot change? That's good. That's good. If you're the gift that God has given me to me and I want to be pleasing to him, and how I appreciate you and how I talk to you and how I deal with you, then I should want to change because you're, you're my gift. He's given you to me. And so I should want to change. I should, I should want to please you. I should want to be able to talk to you and communicate to you in a way that you can receive it. But for me to just say, I am the way I am. This is how I was raised. And I've always been like this. That's, that's just a lie. That's just a trick of the enemy. Yeah. And it goes both ways there. The same holds true for us women. Mm-hmm. We need to learn how to communicate as well in an effective way to uh, please our husbands, to please God first mm-hmm. and foremost, yeah. and then also to speak to our husbands in a way that they are receptive to what we are saying. Yeah. And definitely our upbringing, we talked about this last week, plays a major role in how we communicate with one another. Mm -hmm. But when you get married and you begin to become one, those differences that you once have, you got to mesh those together. And we're not saying that we can't change. Um, I'm not saying, let let me rephrase that. Not saying that we have to change to be like our spouse. Mm -hmm. But we need to change in such a way so that the puzzles fit, so the pieces of the puzzles fit. Yeah. And you definitely, you can change. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback on what you said, but I just want to hit Ephesians 3 and 16 real quick. Because it says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, that he may strengthen you with power through, um, through this, through his spirit and your inner being. I'm sorry, you all. But I'm, I'm trying to read from a distance, reading my notes from a distance. So Ephesians 3 and 16 talks about um, power. And that, that word power is where we get the word dynamite from. So you can change. You can, God's spirit can live in you and change your personality. I have to change. I have to want to change for you. You have to want to change for me. And it's not so much that. Um, saying people don't change because you're going to change once you get married. Oh, one absolutely. of the things guys think when they get married is they don't want their bride who's at the altar. I hope she never changes. And generally the, speaking, and generally the, speaking, and the bride is always thinking, or <clears throat> I don't want to say always, but in a lot of cases, the bride is speaking. I can change him. Yeah, and, and the two are further from the truth. Yeah, and the reality is everybody's going to change. Yes, the yes. The way the way we were. 33 years ago, the things we thought are not the same as what we think right now. It would be a travesty 
I like that one. <laughs> a travesty. Just tragic. <laughs> For us to still think the same way that we did in 1984. Yeah, especially now that we are, we're new creatures in, in God. Yeah. Because he saved us. Mm-hmm. So when he saved us, he saved us from ourselves. Oh, yeah. From a lot of the mistakes that we made and a lot of the mistakes we still make. Yeah. We're still learning and we're still growing. But to God be the glory that we are not who we were when we first got married. And because you want to change and because you are going to change, if you don't change, you're not growing. And if you're not growing, then eventually you're going to wither and die. That's the reality. And I I think of the plants we have in our uh, kitchen, in our house, we have plants all over the place. And some of you on Instagram see the plant right behind us. Some plants, they need, <laughs> they need more sunlight than others. But the two basic essentials is that you need sun and you need water. That's what you need to grow. Mm-hmm. And you need sun, Jesus Christ, and you need water, which I believe CBI is <laughs> an element of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So you need those two things in order to change and to speak about our communication we're not perfect in our communication by no stretch of imagination. Still growing, still, still learning. Growing, still learning. And even a couple of weeks ago, when we had to have a conversation, our son's in the house, our granddaughter's in the house, we actually went to the car and had a conversation. It was a, you know, a very deep conversation we needed to have. And so we went to the car and had that conversation because there are certain conversations that we don't have in our bedroom. Yes. There are certain conversations we, you know, didn't have in the house because our son and granddaughter are here. So you just need to be mindful of that when you're communicating. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, in my perspective, is parameters. These are things you need to have in place already set. So when the conversations arise, it's like, okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. this and, you know, go from there. So that's a good point to bring out not only talking the talk, but identifying the right time mm-hmm. to have that conversation. The You're right morning person. The right tone. Yeah. How someone is receptive to it. I got to watch my uh, tone. And the location. Oh, yeah. Where are you going to have this conversation? Who is around when you're trying to have this conversation. Don't have certain conversations in front of people or uh, what we used to call in premarital class, hitting below the belt, certain things you shouldn't say Mm -hmm. at all. Um, So that's important. And that's some of the things that we had to learn, like Doug was about to say, I'm a morning person. So for me, it's better to have conversations early in the morning because I'm bright eyed, bushy tailed, ready to go when I get out the bed. That's not me. He's quite the opposite. That's not me. <laughs> he is a nighttime person. Yeah, give me some time in the morning. Yes, yes. Well, you hit me with it. Yes. And so we had to learn that over a period of time. Don't talk to Doug first thing in the morning. Don't talk to Renee late at night. It's not about important conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We needed to identify when was the right time to have that conversation mm-hmm. with one another. And you have to be honest with yourself because if I'm hungry or if I'm tired, oh Lord Jesus, that's not the best time for me to talk or make decisions. It's just let me sleep or let me eat or let me do both. 
then I'm I'm good. You don't have to shake your head like that. Man. Okay. They can't it's see me, but yes, I'm shaking my head. Yes, <laughs> Lord. Because I had to learn that. And in some cases, we're trying to help married people to not have to learn the hard way. Yeah. I had to learn that the hard way. Let me just throw myself up under the bus. I was adamant that I wanted to have certain conversations when I wanted to have certain conversations, but they weren't productive conversations because I was not approaching Doug at the right time. So that's important that if you want your communication to be received, if you want your conversation to be received by your spouse, you have to pick the right time Mm -hmm. because then we sound like Charlie Brown's teacher for those of you who might uh, be old enough to know, womp, 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 womp. And so we don't want that. It's important that we want our conversation to be well-received. What we want to say is important enough to us. Then we want to make sure we pick the right time to have that conversation. So I definitely hit mm-hmm. my head up against the wall a couple of times, realizing what I said to you sound like Charlie Brown's teacher. And another thing with time, since we're talking about time, um, the time to have a conversation is when you just come home from work, maybe you need to de- decompress uh, before you have those conversations. Um, whoever the spouse is that gets home first and, you know, you've been thinking about something all day and you just when the other spouse gets home, you just, well, let me tell you what the kid did and, da, 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 <laughs> and, and this happened. You know, you have to let the other person decompress. And I don't think, again, this is just me. This is Doug's personal opinion. I don't think it's fair for one spouse to have think to think about something all day and then hit the other spouse with it and say, what do you think? Now, for me personally, I need the process. Mm-hmm. I need to let it marinate because if Renee's thinking about something, she hits me with it. Like, well, what do you think? I don't know what I think. You got to give me time. Mm-hmm. So let me process it. And if I ask for time, then I need to be man enough to come back. You know, if I say, give me half an hour, hour, day, whatever, I need to be man enough to come back and say, okay, I thought about it. And this is um, what I think about the situation. Yeah. And ladies, that's a good point. Most men, uh, if not all, I definitely don't want to put everybody in the same box, mm-hmm. but most men do need time to process information and the term TMI comes to mind, too much information. We have to be careful not to hit them with 10 things at one time. We need to be mindful of, okay, let's prioritize these different topics that we want to have. Hit him with the with the main important thing that you want to discuss and give him the time that he needs to come back to you. And hopefully you'll have a husband who will be supportive enough that he will come back and say, okay, I told you I'd come back to you. So let's discuss X, Y, Z. You call it support enough. I just call it man enough. Okay. Well, he called it man enough, supportive for, for your wife that you love, you love your wife enough that you're going to be a man of your word. Yeah. You just got to man up and not ignore the conversation because it's not um, easy. There are certain conversations you got to put your big boy pants on to have and just say, this is what we're, you know, this is what we need to talk about and go from there. 
And so when it comes to time, you definitely want to be very um, mindful of the time of day that you all have your conversations mm-hmm. and the tone. The that's, tone. Yes. And that's that's a big thing for me. Even we've been married 33 years and even to this day, I still have to be mindful of how I talk to you. Yes. And I think a couple of days ago, even last week, you was like, you said something about my tone. Yes. And I, and like, I think I don't even though I said it, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> that, that goes back to when we took the, the disc assessment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the disc assessment uh, actually identified our personality types, which helps uh, us with our communication. Uh, we took the DISC assessment about a year ago, and we learned so much more about one another. And this is after 31 years of marriage, y'all. We took this DISC assessment, and it helped us tremendously because there were a lot of things that I would I couldn't understand why Doug would operate a certain way and what made him tick or what made what ticked him off for that matter. And I learned that his personality type on the DISC assessment stands for dominant, inspiring, supportive, and cautious. And so Doug is dominant and cautious while I'm supportive and inspiring. That's our personalities. And so I understood that Doug's very task-driven it wasn't that he didn't care. So a lot of times he would come across sharp. And to me, <laughs> that was so offensive because I was thinking, why are you? What's the objective? Yeah. Why are you being so sharp with me? You know, what I'm we your, trying to accomplish. That's yes. I'm, but I need to be, I need to be supported and inspired. <laughs> and what we trying to accomplish. Your, your dominant and cautious ways wasn't doing it for me. So that I think is so important that we learn each other's communication style. Mm-hmm. There are different communication styles. We talked about last week, the five love languages by Gary Chapman. Um, you need to understand how your spouse feels loved when you're communicating to them. Are they a words of affirmation person, quality time? They like receiving gifts, acts of service or physical touch. And then also understanding if your spouse is task oriented or if you're Spouse is people oriented. I'm more people oriented, you sure are. and you're more task oriented. I sure am. Um, and so we had to learn, and we are still learning, mm-hmm. y'all, to mesh the two together. Because again, it's about becoming one, yep. and we are on the same team, Team Jesus, Team Dancer, Team Dancer. Yes, and so we. <laughs> so we are. It's me and him against the world. So. Um... You talked about the disc, and I want to shout out to Marriage the Holy Hookup. You can Google that and Marriage the Holy Hookup, Bishop Brown and Lady Bobettes. But um, we learned, and I learned, one of the, uh, I think I said this in another podcast, was that one of my prayers um, that I say religiously, if not every day, is Lord help me to be the husband that Renee needs me to be today. And so... Um, that's a prayer of mine because I, I had to get to the point and I still am at that point where before I say something, I think, how would Renee say this instead of Doug? And I, I'm not saying I'm, I get it right all the time. I'm no, but I, I have to mentally prepare. It's like, how would Renee say this? 
And so when it's time to have those tough conversations, if I go with it, if I go into it with the attitude of how would Renee say it, it comes across better than me just being me. You know, from 30 years ago saying, Doug, that's just the way I am. I'm going to say it. You know, it's like, uh, I guess either Renee, take it or leave over. it. Yeah. She'll yeah. get over it. Yes. Yeah, she'll get over it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm just being me. So um, we have some some scriptures and some bullet points that we can give you as far as um, communication skills. Yes, yeah, so we want to give you some guidelines to have um, as Parameters. we as as we. Um, start to wrap up this particular podcast. We don't want to just give you all this information and not give you some parameters or some guidelines to go by. Mm -hmm. Because again, the purpose of this podcast is to inspire, (laughs) yep, inspire and encourage and edify. So we want to give you some things that can help you. But it's not supposed to replace your church attendance or your church. Yes. I just want to put that plug in there. So the first thing is uh, be a ready listener. And do not answer until the other person has finished talking. Yes, that's so important because a lot of times most of us are guilty of this. We will hear the person talking, but we're not listening Mm -hmm. to what they are saying. And what ends up happening is we're just ready, like double dutch. Yep, We're ready to jump in, jump in, jump in, Mm -hmm. jump in. And then boom, we just let them have it or everything that we're saying. And a lot of times we're not even responding to what the person said. We haven't even allowed it to marinate or to sink in what the person said and what the person Mm -hmm. meant. So that's so important to be a ready listener. Can I come back to something you said earlier about um, not having 10 things, but just narrowing it down? When you're having those conversations, keep the main thing the main thing. And don't go off script, off subject. If, If it's just that one thing, then... You all need to deal with that one thing and not go, you know, a month back, three months back, six months back. But just keep the main thing, the main thing. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Number two, uh, we want you to be slow. Speak. Uh, Think first. Don't be hasty in your words. I just mentioned that. Speak in such a way that the other person can understand and accept what you say. So that goes back to understanding the love language or the communication style of your spouse so that you can know when you do speak in such a way that they'll be receptive and they can understand and accept what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put a pin in there just for a quick second. One of the things that I've done in the past, because I know Doug needs time, uh, is I would write him a letter And I would explain, you know, some of the things that's going on or concerns that I had that I want us to have a conversation about. And that way he had that information written down and it gave him time to look at it and think about it. Because sometimes we really don't know how to express ourselves in a meaningful way Um, if we're angry, especially. So sometimes it's better to write it down. Mm -hmm. Um, It may or may not work for your spouse, but it worked for us where there was times where I just wrote him a letter and gave him the letter. And then when he had time to respond to it, he would say, hey, I read your letter. Can we talk about it? So the next thing we want to talk about is speak the truth always, but do it in love and do not exaggerate. And this was something I struggled with 
early on in our marriage, and I still have to watch it, is speaking the truth in love. Because I can be a spiteful little something. And I could be uh, one to exaggerate. No, not you. <laughs> the drama no. queen. <laughs> no. And I have to be very mindful of that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> another thing is um, do not use silence to frustrate the other person. Explain why you're hesitant to talk at this time. Now, I could use silence because I can just shut it down. I can go in my little cave, my internal cave, and I ain't got. I don't have to say anything to anybody. And that's just that's just me going into Doug mode. Yes, and but when men do that, <sighs> as women, we need to give you that space mm-hmm. and give you that time. And if you have a relationship with the Lord, men, I'm speaking to the men now, then you should be in that quiet time hearing from God and women that is a a best time to go in your closet and pray and say, Lord, I can't say anything to him right now. Could you speak to him on my behalf? And oftentimes when you do that, the Lord is also going to speak to you as well. I know there was many times where I would pray and the Lord would begin to deal with me about me. So that's another thing when we get ready to go and and call ourselves talking to the father to tattle on our spouses, God uh, correct you and put you in your place. So it's always an opportunity for us to grow, not just to try to change our spouse or get our spouse to line up with our thinking, Mm -hmm. but for us to line up with God's thinking and God's way of doing things. So I think we're going to wrap up this week for communication and we haven't really gotten into into everything yet but yes we're not going anywhere we'll be back with another episode of doug and renee married life but we just want to thank you all thank you so much for tuning in Mm -hmm. and we look forward to you hearing us next time on doug and renee married life we're out thank you for listening to our podcast tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.